Welcome to the Odds Makers Podcast, presented by Superbook Sports. The line starts here as we take you behind the counter for an all-access look at the biggest events in sports. Through the minds of career Las Vegas odds makers, Jay Cornegay and John Murray. Want the very best in odds boosts, promotions, and contests? Download the Superbook Sports app. Follow us at Superbook Sports on social media and head to Superbook.com. Superbook.com today. Now let's jump behind the counter and talk with the odds makers before we get our wagers down. Here's your MC, Jonathan Von Tobel. What's up, folks? Welcome in. It is another edition of the Odds Makers presented by Superbook Sports. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel. This week, though, the odds maker, only John Murray, decided to show up. Jay's on something called vacation? I don't know if he's on vacation. He's traveling. Mm. He's going to Colorado. We, we got a partner in Colorado, the Lodge Casino, Blackhawk, Colorado. He's going to go to Blake Street Tavern on okay. Thursday. He's doing some Superbook Colorado promotional work. And then he might take in a baseball game right? between the Rockies and the Nationals. Vacation is a strong word. Would, uh, probably some pretty nice seats, I would assume, for Jay? I don't know. Uh, I mean, in this economy, yeah, Jay's a successful guy. Yeah, I mean, imagine he'll have decent seats. I just meant like using a connection to get some free seats because oh, that's I, what I would do. Yeah, I, would, right. you know, I don't know anything about that kind of thing. I'm a guy that tries to get as much free stuff as possible. That's I don't think that's do. true. You hardly ever ask for anything. That's very true, actually. I asked you for something the other day, and I hated asking you for it because somebody did, else was pushing What did you ask for? Um, you were nice enough to oh, give us yeah. a, uh, a free seat here at right. the Superbook <laughs> at Westgate. <laughs> and favor. Um, Somebody was pushing me for a bigger spot to sit in right. because they were going to bring people. And I was so like, they felt that the I initial spot wasn't large enough? Well, no, there was more like, hey, what are you doing to watch the game? And I was like, yeah. I'm doing this. And it was like, oh, cool. Can I bring people? And I was like, mm-hmm. hmm. I'm like, okay. Like, I don't mind, but like, I don't know what the seating situation is. You did know? that person, did they go out of their way to tip the server? You know, I don't know. I know we did. Yeah, I was going right. to say, I know we did. Okay, we see Jeremiah's here. He's doing some sort of a gesture. So we uh, did. I know that much. Okay, because I feel like if you get something for free. Absolutely. You've got to really over tip. That's what we do every time. Well, I know you do. Yeah, I, I know like you to take do. Care I know Hannah, who uh, does a great yeah, job. Hannah was here last night. Yep. I know Adam Hill is, is a big tipper. Yep. He, but Adam was in Houston now, right? Yeah, he was. He was covering the Final Four. Adam Hill, Las Vegas Review Journal. Jeremiah, our producer, has no idea who Adam is. He he admitted that the other day. Is that right? Oh, well, we make jokes about him all the time. Right. That was that was the thing. Oh, that was geez. exactly what he said. He's like, you guys are always bringing him up, and I don't oh, know that, who he that's is. That's my bad. Well, I I just make <laughs> jokes about Adam just. Throughout my life, it doesn't have to be on this show. Right, I just do it all the time anyway. But he really is an extremely hardworking guy. Yes, he it's not a joke. He was out in Houston right after getting done covering the NIT. Um, <laughs> he actually on Wednesday, I don't know if you saw this story, but actually lifted a burning bus, saving many small children. Right. From I heard a about car that. accident. Yeah, it's crazy. That. It's crazy. That's amazing, yeah. but not surprising. Also, not surprising. I think for a lot of people, the result of last night's national championship game. Mm-hmm. It was, as Jeremiah called it, a coronation. It was not a game that was particularly close at any point. San Diego State cut it to five at one point, but even then, yeah. you kind of, you know, it was a little too late, and obviously UConn extended it out from there. So, final four in the books, national championship game in the books. How was it for you guys, huh? You know, UConn was really great at every time it looked like the, another team was making a run at them, yep. that they would slam the door. They did a great job of that. They did it again last night. I would call it an okay tournament for us. Uh, nothing to write home about. Uh, we did we did fine. Saturday, I was a little disappointed. I know you didn't agree with me, but I thought the semifinal matchups were kind of kind of weak. 
relative to what we expect for a Final Four. Mm. And it, that showed up at the betting window. We didn't have our, the, as much action as we normally would have. Last night, we had a lot of handle on the game, though. Uh, last night, there were some big bets on both sides. Big San Diego State money line bets. Big UConn minus the points bets. A lot of money on the, cha- the championship game. So the championship game was fine. The game wasn't very good. No, it wasn't really. It wasn't a very good basketball well, game, but the, the the action for the title game, I was I was happy with. When one of the teens goes over eleven minutes without a field goal, <laughs> it doesn't really speak to great basketball being played. Although a credit to San Diego State, as we were talking about, we were watching it. They went eleven minutes without a field goal, and still they were only down by like eight at one point, like after yeah. that drought. So they had been scrappy to use that term that's been thrown out there for San Diego State. But ultimately, that's what you get. Now, here's my question for you. Mm-hmm. This is more of a general question. Are you worried that this might kind of be the future of college basketball? In that talent is everywhere. Yeah. These teams are going to be better and more on a similar level. I mean, we've seen in the point spreads, right? When you talk about some of these first round games, you're not seeing these massive lopsided point spreads that you used to mm-hmm. see in the first round, one to sixteen, two to fifteen. Is there a worry that maybe this might be what college basketball is gonna be here over the next few years? I don't even necessarily think it's a bad thing though. Yeah. I, I just think that this year we didn't get matchups that are going to drive handle. And no, I don't. I mean, parity in men's college basketball has been around for a long time. And last year we had a Final Four with four Blue Blood programs in it. I would argue the team that won this year's national championship is a Blue Blood program. Yeah, I don't know why that was a topic. Like that, yeah, I don't they, know. They absolutely are. They definitely are. So I think even though there have been a lot of upsets, the cream usually rises to the top. The team that has to be kicking itself last night or had to be kicking itself last night is Alabama. Yeah. Alabama was the, probably the best team in the country. They had maybe the best player in the country. And all they had to do was beat San Diego State, Creighton, and Florida Atlantic. No offense to those programs. But that's a pretty easy path from the Sweet 16 on. Mm-hmm. And they blew it in the Sweet 16. That's why we got what we ended up getting in the Final Four this year. All, after the first weekend, all the best teams were on the other side of the bracket. Yep. And Alabama really had a clear path to the final, and they lost in the first game. Gonzaga kicking themselves as well because, of course, at that fourth foul for Drew Timmy, they were only down by 10 at that moment against UConn. Totally could have oh, won yeah. that game. No, UConn, UConn I guess, was going to win it, but it's, it's very unique. I've never seen anything quite like UConn this season where they blew through non-conference. Right. I think they lost eight Big East games. Somewhere it, in that range, just yeah. a, They had a good but certainly not great Big East season. And then they get into the NCAAs, and they're just untouchable. They're running through everybody. Never really seen anything quite like that. I guess the Big East is back. The Big East is, again, the kings of college basketball, John? Yeah. I, I think so. so. Yeah, it's a deep conference. I think so. A lot so. of good programs in there. And the coaching is uh, spot on, too, mm-hmm. as you're seeing some guys move around programs uh, in, the, the, uh, excuse me, in the Big East. All right, so before we get into the big event of the week, that would be the Masters, yeah. uh, baseball season, I was being laughed at yesterday. So everybody was offended, by the way. We have to bring this up. Who Laughed at by who? Um, the people that I was sitting with, okay. our producer Jeremiah included. Wow. So something happened yesterday in this sports book that mm-hmm. offended many people that were sitting with us. Was it like the, the Iowa LSU thing where everybody was offended? Kind of, actually, yeah. Really? You guys okay. turned off the sound before one shining moment in the book. Really? Yeah. For what What did they switch? Turned off, but they must have turned it on to something else. What? Cleveland Guardians, Oakland Athletics, baby. That was a mistake. I that, I was, was in. I yeah. had many fantasy things going in the baseball <laughs> games. I was like, oh, I'm down with Cle- this. I, I was, many people were offended. I was hoping it would be like, because I don't know the whole timeline last night. I was hoping it would be like the walk-off home run the Padres hit. No. It was for the Indians or the Guardians? Yes. That was a bad choice. Why? It was a 10-8 game. It was great. Yeah. 
I don't know. But we one, got Ramon Laureano to hit a home run. It was great. And were, were people pissed or was it just you? No, oh no, I was happy. Everybody we else happy. was angry. Were Everybody others? was shocked that we didn't get to see one shining moment. Hmm. Okay. Well, we can discipline this, the staff. Yeah, I was going to say, you might have to talk to somebody back yeah, there. Yeah, oh, I'm going to. Uh, I assume they all watch the show, right? Uh, I mean, so I they'll, don't know. they'll know that I'm mad for oh, yes, this show. Oh, yes, show. yes, right. right. So deliver okay. that message. But <laughs> I, I, I will. I am delivering it right now in the right. show. Yeah, we, um, I'm mad. We got to see Jim Nance almost cry, but we did not get to see one shining moment. Why is Jim Nance giving up college balance? He's still going to do the Masters in the NFL, right? Right. It's, I, I don't understand. Yeah. I, yeah, gotta, right. I didn't really understand the tearful goodbye. I thought he was retiring at first. Is and then Kevin, everybody's like, no, he's going to be on the Masters. Is it going to be Kevin Harlan? Is he going to do the? I think it's Ian Eagle. Iron Eagle. Ah, Harlan's better. Harlan's better than Wow, Iron I think Eagle. that's blasphemy. I think Iron Eagle's pretty good. Think, no, Iron Eagle's good. I think Harlan's better, though. Yeah. Well, John, I can't have a pecking order? Top five, real quick. Top five. No, I don't have five. Top five TV broadcaster, play-by-play voice. Number one, oh, play-by-play. Number one guy on TV by far, it's not even it, not even close, is Charles Barkley. Oh, I thought it was going to be me. You know, I'm on well, YouTube John's TV. John's also very good. Charles Barkley's the best. The best. Best play-by-play guy. I'd have to think about that. So I was segueing to baseball after that. It was a clunky segue. Mm-hmm. How has baseball season been for you guys? Just a general look at what baseball's been like because yeah. we were talking about it from an aesthetic standpoint. I love the new rules. I love the action. I love how quick these things are going, and there's more action in smaller and you know, tighter windows. I think aesthetically it's been awesome. But what is baseball season like on a day-to-day basis at the beginning of a year? I would assume it's pretty quiet. If you went to the ballpark and you paid money to go there and buy a ticket, would you really want the game to be over in two hours? I mean, if there's a lot more action jammed in, I, I, don't, I don't mind that. More no. steals, more hits. I'm in. Know. You think so? Yeah. But you're, but you're paying to hang out at the park and drink a beer. and, and No? I don't know. No. I'm going this summer to Seattle, so I'm okay. going to see what the difference is going to be like. Okay. Right? That's is fine. Good park? Yeah, I'm trying to check off all the – we went to Petco last summer. Love Petco. It was great. Actually saw – to make the reference again for like a third time, we saw Adam Hill. Adam big Hill's guy, a Matt tremendous Humans. guy, yeah. I saw him out there yeah. too. So. Uh, Yuman's a good guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, I love humans too, but no, no one can quite be at Adams. Right. Uh, so I'm a big ballpark f- guy. Opening day, we did really poorly. A lot of favorites came in on the first yep. day of the season. We got bailed out a little bit. I think the night game was the Angels lost to Oakland, yes. if I have that correct. Oh, and you that, have it correct, because I that, sat there and watched everything. That really saved us, because we had so many parlays from earlier in the day. Yeah. All the favorites had won. And, and Oakland beating the a- or Angels saved us a lot of money. But did not have a good opening day. Since then, I think the betters mostly shifted their focus back to college basketball, back to the NBA, even though the last week of the NBA regular season is mm. god-awful. Yes. God-awful. Yes. Uh, they, you're pausing for my reaction. They, I would agree. Yeah. <laughs> they've shifted their focus back to those sports. But now the college basketball is over. I do think we'll see more uh, baseball action here. Yeah, I, have you guys the rule changes? Like, did you guys make any sweeping adjustments at all I in the process? I haven't noticed anything because the, these everyone knows the rules changes. Everyone right. knows what's going to happen. I mean, we, this these things happen all the time where a, a rule gets tweaked a little bit. There's a small adjustment in the market. I, it hasn't impacted us in terms of our bottom line at all. The nerdy question that I was going to ask that you probably don't have an answer to. I would be interested to see if there's an adjustment on in-game handle at all. Like, if it would be down. Just because, like we're talking about, right? Pitch clock, tighter windows, yeah. not as much time to get some of those bets in given the at-bats, right? You don't have 90 seconds between guys with a 3-0 count or whatever it is to kind of get your bets in. That's now you only have 15 seconds. No, oh, we should take a look at that. Maybe we could renegotiate our deal with the people that provide the in-game pricing. See Maybe save a few bucks around here. Are you buying official MLB data? Can we say that uh, on the record? Uh, yes. Okay, all right. Yes. 
What's that data like, huh? Is it the crisp, data, data clean? Is, data's great. Okay. okay. I'm a big data guy. Yeah. Your data or data? I say data. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm a data guy. Okay. I try, at least. Yeah. Von Tobel or Van Tobel? Well, that's, yeah. that's another thing that people... I, I'm amazed. Every time you see the O, you think it's just Von. I would, yeah. I would even accept... <laughs> I would accept Von. You know what I mean? Really? Yeah. Von. Over Van... People van go van. Makes, van is ridiculous. Right. You People have an O in your name. All the time. That is absurd. And I don't understand why. I would be so pissed. Now, I do, because I'm famous, I yes. do do a lot of radio hits to our, in our neighbors in the north, uh, Canada. So I kind of... Oh, I thought like, you were talking about Reno. Uh, no, 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 no. no. I'm, oh. I'm, I'm global, man. Right. Um, so they go Van Tobel, and I kind of... I don't know why, but I accept it right. more. Because you know? Canadian. Right, yeah. So, so you're saying you don't think Canadians can pronounce or read? I thought it was more of an accent thing than a right. disrespect accent. to their intelligence thing, but right. yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's all. That's all I was saying. I don't, I don't know. But yeah, Van Tobel, it's Von Tobel. It's very insulting when I get it. I'm sorry. All right. Masters coming yeah. up this weekend. Yeah, yeah. You excited? You're a golf guy. Oh, I, I love see, the Masters. I follow John on IG, as yeah. the kids say. A lot of shots of fairways out at the uh, the country club. Yeah, that's right that's behind That's not me. usually our ball, though. Oh, okay. Right. Out there, maybe we like, got lost. It's always a perfect line yeah, right in yeah. the middle of the fairway. <laughs> no, that's well. That's the ball you drop out of your pocket for the for the IG shot. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I love the Masters. Is like one of my favorite sporting events. Maybe my number one favorite sporting event. I, I can't wait for this weekend. And the guys, Jeff Sherman. I know you're familiar with him. Love Jeff. And uh, Neil Fitzroy. They handle most of the golf here at the Superbook, and they're putting up all kinds of stuff. And we'll write so much money on this tournament. I mean, this is the one week of the year where golf really takes center stage. Yeah, no question. This is the most wagered on oh. golf event, right? It's not even remotely The other close. majors don't compare, not even like the British. I think it's hurt the PGA a little bit that they moved it up in the calendar. Yeah. From uh, August, now it's in May. I don't think that's been good for business. The U.S. Open will do very well. This year's U.S. Open is at the Los Angeles Country Club, so the time zone will be good for us. The British, I'm sorry, the Open. The Open, yep. Excuse me, and the PGA, they will pale in comparison to those two. Wow. But even the U.S. Open, it doesn't come close to this. The Masters is by far number one. How much is that driver? Is it just the Masters, or is it the fact that Tiger Woods is, you know, back and trying these things out? I don't know if you saw the picture of his uh, practice round no. earlier this week, packed like it was the final round oh, of course. Uh, at Augusta. So I would assume a, a solid chunk of the handle would be vetters just coming in and being like, hey, Tiger's in. Whether it's to make the cut, whether it's to win it outright, matchups, like, they're excited. You're always going to get so much money on Tiger. If Tiger's playing, it's huge for handle. He's our biggest liability. Of course, he always is. So, yeah, but I think... This this event is unique. I, I think even without Tiger, it would blow away any other golf tournament. People want to bet on the Masters. Everybody wants to watch Augusta. They want to have action on it. I, I don't. I don't think it's the Tiger effect this week. What's a comparable handle for the whole event? Would it be like the national championship game yesterday? Or oh like no, it, the, the Masters would be much more. Much more. Yeah. Okay. Much more because you've got four days. You've got right. all these different markets. You've got matchups and props and the overall i mean jeff's had the overall pool up since last year's match well it's kind of like the super bowl right like once yeah. it's over you guys kind of hang that thing right back up for 2024 i would imagine jeff's already done the master's odds for like 2029 right <laughs> just Maybe, tweaks by results right i'd be bit. really i'd be disappointed if he hadn't those are actually cool i've always yeah. thought about different types of futures bucks could hang up like a like a ufc futures but it would have to of course span over like you know two we or three do, years we do that for the year Oh our, yeah, our guys, uh, Andrew Babakitis, yeah. uh, boosts. He's he's really running with the UFC stuff. Good kid, not here very often. Good kid. Uh, he does a pool where you can bet on who will be the UFC champion in each weight class at the end of the calendar year. Ooh, that's fun. That's like a good one. It. All right, it's we really have to get boosts on next time we have excellent a, media guy. 
Really? Does a lot of media. He's excellent. Now, he's rarely in the office. I'm looking at our social media guy, John. Andrew's here, what, uh, one or two days a week? Right, if that. Wow. But if he's here, terrific. Who's here more often, Rig or Boosts? I don't, does Mike Riggs still work for this company? I got a text from him yesterday, so I, yeah, I think I so. I don't know. Yeah. I haven't heard from him in a long time. That would be weird if he was texting me about Superbook <laughs> stuff and he, uh, he wasn't working no, here I, anymore. Mike's a great guy or was a great guy or <laughs> whatever's happening there, but no, I'd have to say Andrew. All right, so general question. So right now at the Superbook, Roy McIlroy is uh, the favorite at 7-1. to Not the odds on favorites, a pet peeve of mine. Not the odds on favorite, the favorite. 7-1 to for Roy McIlroy, Scotty Scheffler at 8-1, to John Rahm at 9-1. to Those are your three shots. And then there's a noticeable gap between those three and then when you get into the next round, right? It's right. Jordan Spieth at 18-1, to Cantlay at 18, and then John, John, uh, Justin Thomas and Tony Finau at 20. So let me ask you this. The general question when you look at these – how much of these odds are a reflection of liability that you guys have built up on these golfers? You know what? Honestly, the, all the guys you just mentioned, we don't have liability on any of them. Really? Okay. They're just so power rating them. I think it's. I think a lot of it is their power rating. It's recent form. Yeah. Uh, Scheffler is playing so well. He blitzed this tournament last year. John Rahm, I know this sounds ridiculous, but his form in the last month hasn't been that good. <laughs> Remember, he was, he was playing so well at the beginning right. of the season. I know that's ridiculous because he played so well in January, but he fell fell off a little bit relative to his form in March. Maybe he's been a little forgotten. And then there's the narrative of will Rory finally win a green jacket? Uh, he's getting a lot of money. He's been playing well as well. So, uh, But I think this is a unique one for Jeff and Neil to book because you've got these great golfers. I'm looking at a few of their names right here. Dustin Johnson, Cameron Smith, Brooks Kepka. No one really knows what they're going to do this, this week. You're referencing the live guys. The live guys, yeah, the live because guys. they've been off on the live tour wearing shorts and listening to music with their guaranteed millions. Basically, their events are kind of like me and my friends going out to the golf course. Right. <laughs> minus the excessive drinking, of course. And but, good golf play. Uh, and, the, yeah, and the horrendous <laughs> golf. But th- their tournaments are a joke. Right. And now they're being wedged back in with the PGA guys. I think it's fascinating. And I don't think anyone really knows how to price these guys. Yeah. Well, because like you said, you're seeing some longer prices on them, too, oh, yeah. as a result of it. Is, in terms of action, has anything stuck out? Is there like a sense? Is well, the market the, playing on them, fading, or what are they doing? The money's been coming in on Kepka. Yeah. Because Kepka, he, he won whatever they called last week's LIV event. I'm not even going to pretend I know. Okay, but he, he, he was the winner of that, if they have such things. And the money's been coming in there. Cameron Smith was the one guy last year that really pushed Scotty Scheffler. Yeah. And I think that he's played well at Augusta. And then, of course, DJ won this event in 2020, really blew the field away. I think he missed the cut the next year, but he has success, a history of success at Augusta, hmm. including a green jacket. So there is money coming in on him. And, and who would have ever believed you could bet Dustin Johnson at 30-1-ish to ish to win the Masters? Right. Nobody would have ever believed that in 2020, maybe when he was an old man, but not while he's still in his prime. So I, I think you're going to see people looking to bet those guys. And then a guy... I've talked to some sharp guys that like Jordan Spieth. Dude. You know, Jordan Spieth, he's had a lot of success at this course. Yep. Probably should have won consecutive Masters, I think, in 15 and 16. Arguably could have won the year before as well. 
if Spieth can get on a roll, he's another guy to, to keep an eye on. Here. Yeah, and Spieth is Spieth is an interesting cat too because one, he's he's a little heady, right? Like if things go kind of wrong, you'll kind of start to see it melt down a little bit. He's mm-hmm. he's pretty amped up at times, but he's one of those guys where the market was out of love with him for a while. You were getting him in that range of like 50, 60 to one to win some like events like the Masters, but his form has gotten a lot better over the last few years. Sure, so he is starting to rise up some of these boards, and I would agree. Like t- talking to people a lot. Him, uh, the Tony Finau's of the world, like you mentioned. You go back to what what year was it where he dislocates his ankle on the par three, whatever they were doing, yeah. and comes back and still finishes near the top ten. My guy, one of the dudes that was my white whale for a while, and I finally hit him here, Hideki Matsuyama, yeah. I think is an interesting guy, 50 to 1. And that's what I think is, to your point, golf has become so much better. Like These guys are all so good. You're getting golfers with the talent of like Victor Hovland, Bill Zalatoris, and Hideki Matsuyama on the range of like 40 or 50 to 1 to win this thing. Well, you finally, because the LIV guys are playing this yeah. weekend, now you finally have everybody back in the same field together for the first time since last year. And, of course, everyone's odds go up because there's so many great players in the tournament. We haven't even talked about a guy like Sung Jae-im. Corey Connors, mm-hmm. his form right now is, is excellent. Patrick Reed has won this event before. He plays well at Augusta. I know everybody hates him. But he, Louis Oosthuizen plays well at Augusta. Uh, Tony Finau and Jason Day are two guys that are seeing a lot of tickets, a lot of money, a lot of liability. Those two would be behind Tiger in terms mm-hmm. of guys we don't want to see win. But those are guys we're, we're seeing some tickets on. And you guys, uh, you do have up. You mentioned the Live Golfers. Will a Live Golfer win the Masters? Yes, no price up yeah. there. Yes, 550, no, minus 800. That so. was a real undertaking when the guys put that prop up. Yeah. They, uh, they spent a lot of time on that prop. I'd like to see somebody bet that prop. I mean, theoretically, don't you just take the probabilities of all the Live Golfers and uh, then add yeah, them up? Yeah, but you've got to look at so you, Well, it's easy in Nevada. Yeah. But you've got to look to make sure that you're able to uh, take okay. these things everywhere. Um Outside of Nevada. Oh, really? Okay. A lot of gaming restrictions out there. Like, in terms of... For live. live? For the oh, live guys. really? Okay, oh, so yeah. it's involving... The, so so that, was a, that was an undertaking. Are there some jurisdictions for you guys that you don't have the live golfers listed then? Yes. Really? I don't. Please don't ask me to name them. I can't remember. Which ones are they? I don't know. Oh, okay. But somebody knows. Someone. <laughs> Jeff knows. Jeff probably has it, like, tattooed on his body. <laughs> Jeff knows everything when it comes to yeah, golf. Yeah, he better. Golf odds up on Twitter. Yeah. What a guy. Uh, all right, so let's focus on a couple of other things before we get out of here. First off, mm-hmm. we talk, we mentioned Tiger Woods. What do truer odds look like for Tiger Woods? Because we're still talking about the range of oh. 60 to 1, but we know that liability builds yeah. up on him almost every single year. Mm-hmm. I think for him, we were talking about this last night, for him, you don't want to say a win would be making the cut, but it's a really big goal to just kind of make the cut here, I think, sure. at this point for Tiger what would truer odds look like for a Tiger Woods? I'm, I'm just looking at the sheet to see some like comps. Like yeah. guys, it's got to be like in the range of 200 to one, 300 mm. to one. I mean, I don't know exactly, but like, is he is he really better? Does he really have a better chance to win than a guy like Siwoo Kim, mm. who's at 125 to one? I'd have to say no to that at this point in Tiger's career. So I think we had him up at 100 to one. We took a lot of money at 100, went to 80. Now we're at 60. But that's because of liability. That's because yeah. people are betting. And they're going to keep betting Tiger Woods. I mean, we're doing this show on Tuesday afternoon. A lot of the money that we're going to ride on this tournament is going to come in tonight, and especially tomorrow, Wednesday. And you know they're going to be betting on Tiger Woods. So the liability is only going to climb as we get closer to Thursday. Just want to get it out there for my people. Anybody who's listening to this who's rushing to bet Tiger Woods, you know, just you're not getting the number you probably should be on a guy like that. No, probably not. And then the other thing, too, is let's just say that Tiger does play well on Thursday or Friday. Yeah. And he is in the mix on Saturday. Imagine what we would write on the in-game. Yep. 
uh, it would be through the roof. So you've got to consider that we lost quite a bit in 2019 when Tiger actually won this event. Uh, it was amazing, but everybody was still pretty happy about it. So the uh, so the odds for him to win this thing outright, the liability is reflected there. But I would assume in matchups where sharper betters probably mm-hmm. put a little bit more of their money, that that skew in terms of the odds probably isn't quite there because these sharper betters are going to look to pick that off, right? No, the, the recreational players are not really looking to bet Tiger Woods in matchups right. so much, maybe against Phil, but not really. They're, they're looking to bet on him to be in the top 10 or to make the cut mm-hmm. or, of course, to win the event, which is probably not realistic. Yeah. Uh, that they're looking for the big paydays. So the, the the golf matchups always a very very sharp market. You'll get more recreational dollar in this event than usual just because the Masters, but still you're you're booking to sharps on those. Yes, minus two hundred on. Will there be a hole in one? Huh. Yeah, I think uh, didn't somebody have one yesterday in the play in a, in a uh, uh, practice round? Sure, they did. I don't know. I have to look that I one up. I think somebody did. You don't like the price, I feel. Well, no, I'm not even saying I don't like it. I'm yeah. not. I am not well versed enough to realize, like you know, the implied probability of a hole in one is actually this. Yeah. Just seems like I think a lot of people, like me, would look at yes minus two hundred on a hole in one and be like, wow, it's a it's a pretty high price for a yes. I think if the if it looks too easy to bet the no, it's right. because somebody is going to get a hole in one. Right. That's how I would. That's how I always approach it. Like to me, if it looks so easy to me, I have to be missing something. Wow. So you guys are setting traps, huh? Setting traps. We talked about tra- that last night. That's <laughs> I'm working on all kinds of traps for this week, some odds boost traps uh, with some of our influencers. Oh, man. All right. So you got a golfer for us? You got, like, something? What do you got? Um, I, I do. I, I, I have a couple bucks on uh, Kepka and DJ at some pretty long odds just because I, I think maybe they can wedge themselves back into this thing. It just You just don't know. Are they... Have they been not trying at all because they're f- going to put all their focus on this event? Right. Or do they just not care anymore? Like if you're Dustin Johnson and you got $150 million and you have a green jacket and you're married to Paulina, maybe you just don't care. Yeah. I could see that. There is a sense I, that... I, could, I, could, I wouldn't really blame him. There is a sense that they might have a little FU in them in that like they would love for one of those guys to win and then... You know, I could see that. It, is there a story that they're going to, if one of them wins, they're going to like meet up on the 18th or do something and like. That was Happy Gilmore. Right. But no, I, I, maybe, I, maybe I was faked by a, 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 uh, or like fooled by a yeah. fake story. But like uh, essentially they were all going to be like, all right, we all won. Like essentially Happy, a win for a live guy is win for live. Happy Gilmore was the ninth, not the 18th. Well, that, that's Bad the example. meet me on the ninth green at right. night and the, yeah, all that kind of stuff. I I'm think, talking about like celebrating on the 18th as an FU to the, you know tight collars of the PGA Tour. Yeah. You imagine spraying beer on the 18th green and doing all that nonsense? If anybody would do it, it would be those live guys. Those guys are wild, man. They wear yes. shorts. Yes. Well, it's ridiculous. I'm wearing shorts right now. Yeah, I know, I feel but you're, very not risk- go- you're not on the golf course. Very true. Very uh, I think those guys, and then I, I have talked to some sharp guys that I do respect that pointed to Spieth, like I mentioned, and pointed to Colin Morikawa yeah. as a guy that might be worth a look this week. It's easy to talk. It's easy to point to Scheffler, Rom, or Rory McIlroy, and I certainly wouldn't be surprised if one of them won. But if you want to look for somebody a little bit further down the board, uh, I, I would probably talk about one of those guys. All right, I like it, man. What about you? Uh, I haven't really bet anything. I know that like the one thing I'll do every year because going back to like the U.S. Open at Shinnecock, since I have gotten Hideki Matsuyama to win the Masters, Tommy Fleetwood has been a guy that I'll frequently yeah. bet because I want him to get there. He's He's very volatile, though. He'll have a Saturday or Sunday where he'll just put up a massive number and fall out of it. But Fleetwood's going to be on the card. Matsuyama's going to be on the card, hunting around for a good number on Jordan Spieth, and I'll go from there. Is this the best uh, sporting event of the year? 
There's an argument to be made that it is. I don't know if it is, but there's an argument to be made. Because if we're talking events that would include like the entirety or, or the first two rounds of the NCAA tournament, which are quite the event, mm. right? Yeah. Um, the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, obviously, the NBA play-in games, well, right? Of course. Uh, of course. <laughs> so I think Sunday at the Masters is the best sport. I think it's the best single day sporting day of the year. Yeah. Would be Sunday at Augusta. Now, of course, there's like different levels to it. The year that DJ won, we talked about that. He blew the field away. Yeah. And that was up against NFL games. That was weird. But a, no, right. a, a typical Sunday at Augusta, like we had last year or the year before Matsuyama won, mm-hmm. I think that's the best. Or the year that Tiger won, mm-hmm. 19. That might, that might have been the best day of televised sports ever. Yeah, I can recall. No, that was that was really was good. Awesome. Actually, I was I was watching that in the, oh like God. a Target parking lot. I couldn't turn the phone off, so right. it was a good one. Target parking lot. Yeah. Had it on. I was. Don't worry. I wasn't watching it. You know, I was driving and listening to it and all that kind of stuff. Golf on the radio doesn't really translate that well. To no, it's not it's awesome. T- golf's a great TV sport, yeah. and it's it's definitely a good. I mean, it really an advertisement to come to the sports book would be. We have all these different feeds, so you know you don't you don't get as big of a crowd for something like the national championship game where you guys were mm-hmm. here for last night because it's just one game, one feed. You can watch that anywhere. You can watch that on your TV at home. Mm-hmm. But for the Masters, we'll have all these different feeds out there on all these different screens. I would definitely recommend coming to the sports book for the Masters. So if you're saying, I don't know, if you're looking to catch the 2023 Masters at the book, make sure you come see us at Superbook at the Westgate Las Vegas, Lodge Casino in Blackhawk, Colorado, or the newly added Taft's Ale House in Cincinnati. Did they write that for you? Yeah. It, I didn't even know that. They. Uh, no one writes me anything. Yeah. Well, I'm the host. I have to do these right. things. Oh, so you, okay. Yeah. I could really use a teleprompter. I mean, I could too, because I'm like looking here, but we're right. recording, so okay. I got to memorize it. Oh, no, that was I mean? good. That's the other part about it. I have to memorize it. That was good. And as always, you can follow us on social at Superbook Sports at Superbook.com on TikTok as well. Apparently, I had a good TikTok. My rant on sportsmanship. Yeah. Yeah. Did you? That was good. What did you say about that? Oh, that it's overrated. Well, so you, so you are in favor of the two girls jawing with one another? Um, not only am I in favor of it, I think uh, Angel Reese, good. the LSU player, could have done more. I think it's fine. I mean, and it doesn't seem like it bothered. Caitlin Clark at all. We'll put it this way. I got to talk to Rich Ornberger, former NFL offensive lineman, uh, the other day about this, and multiple athletes have come out, including the athletes involved in the situation themselves. Every athlete has said, no problem. Every other person on Twitter has said, problem. I'm going to go with the people that have played the sport at the high level. I can see that. You know? People are very soft these days. Yeah. It didn't seem like it bothered. I thought Clark handled it great. I mean, she just walked off the court. Well, I mean, Jeez. she's also an ish talker herself. Oh, big makes, time. Right. She's like, big time. She understands. Yeah. She knows how this goes. And so do you. Like, rate, review, and subscribe. And uh, that's it. That's all I got for you, man. All right? You back next week? What's your plan? I thought the show was over. Oh, that's right. We're taking a break. We're taking a break? Okay. Okay. All right. If Mike Rigg ever rejoins the company and (laughs) and says he wants to do a show, I'll do a show. All right. We'll talk to you next week here on The Oddsmaker. You've been locked into The Oddsmaker's Podcast. The Oddsmaker's Podcast. Presented by Superbook Sports. Featuring Jay Cornegay, John Murray, and Jonathan Bontol. Hit our subscribe button, rate, review, and never miss out on weekly behind-the-counter access to the biggest events in sports. The Oddsmakers Podcast is a production of Green Roll Media. Green Roll Media. The world's premier sports betting podcast network.